Hello, this is Jessica. Jessica, it's Joey Jingola. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Quite a while, actually. I started doing it in roughly 98. I just did, you know, basic accounting, like day-to-day stuff, APAR stuff. And then I kind of went into doing more like mall businesses. And then I went in, I kind of focused on, not kind of, but I only focused on corporate taxes. Doesn't matter where you start, just matters where you finish. And that was my good friend Jessica Birch of Bryce Point Insurance out in beautiful, sunny San Diego, California. And she was talking about, this is kind of actually going to be, I don't know, intentional and unintentional, whichever one you think is more impressive, prequel to her previous episode, Secret Weapons Aren't Made Overnight. And we're going to dive in to how that secret weapon was really created because we had talked about in the previous two episodes that she's been on that, hey, Jessica was actually, you know, not in insurance all that long. She was actually doing taxes and accounting and all that good stuff for a long time. As she said, she started back in 1998 and uh, she started just doing basic, you know, run-of-the-mill accounting. Then she worked her way up to small businesses and then she said, yeah, you know what? I'm drawing my line, corporate taxes, that's my thing. And um, I think that there's probably a lot of us out there that, you know, we just want to jump right into the corporate tax thing and, and we think we're ready or whatever and we're maybe struggling to find our way, whatever, again, uh, that higher level client for insurance. And, you know, Jessica paid her due. She did the work. She she put in the time and, and then she ultimately got to where she was wanting to go with her current career. She wanted, you know, to get to that level to where she was only exclusively doing corporate taxes. Now, again, everyone does start somewhere, but the biggest question is, is, hey, Jessica, how did you actually get your foot in those doors to actually keep walking through them? In the beginning, um, I actually, well, I went through a basic recruiter initially. I went through an, uh, like a staffing company. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they said, are you willing to take a risk? And I said, well, sure. And so they put me in with a startup and the one startup led to another startup. And I kind of just got into doing taxes for small businesses. That was pretty much it. I did taxes for a woman that had four LLCs and then one S Corp. And then her husband had another company so with a partner so I ended up doing his taxes so it kind of just like one thing led to another so you might have noticed the key phrase there was hey do you want to take a risk and Jessica said hey sure why not sign me up sounds like a good time and that's kind of where it all started right that's what kicked it off. She went to a staffing agency. I, I kind of thought she said sassing agency when I listened to the recording like a couple of times. I got to listen to it a couple of times. Like, what is a sassing agency? Just you sit there and people like give you sass. Like, that's something like it doesn't seem helpful for what she was trying to. Anyways, staffing agency. And they said, hey, you want to take a risk? And she said, sure, sign me up. I'm in. Let's do it. And why not? And that's the that's the line that we draw. And that's what separates a lot of us, I think, is that you you might be looking for that risk. You might not be. And you might be looking for the safer bet. And 
you that if you trace it back to the roots of where Jessica now is, we had mentioned in other shows, she's uh, you know enjoying a relatively successful insurance career, you know, very quickly into this new profession. And you might be able to draw the parallels all the way back to that first time that she walked into the staffing agency and they said, Hey, Jessica, do you want to take a risk? And they put her in with a startup and then that startup led to another startup and that startup led to another startup and so on and so forth. And that led her to the point where she was ultimately just saying, Hey, corporate taxes, that's my thing. Come to me and I will take care of it. I mean, I think to quote Will Smith, it's on the other side of fear is everything that you want. I don't know. Something he was explaining, like talking out, like talking about jumping out of a plane, maybe Google it. And uh, it was actually pretty good, right? It's just, hey, everything, you know, it's on the other side of that fear of that risk where everything is kind of, you know, that's what you're searching for. And if you're not able to kind of, you know, jump out of the plane, step up and take that risk, then you might not be finding yourself in a place where, again, you know, we, we heard the first few episodes that Jessica was on and you're like, you're probably hitting yourself in the face thinking, man, this sounds way too easy. And why does my insurance career suck? And... It's because, you know, again, Jessica's been doing it for a long time. It doesn't, you know, you don't know to look until you actually look and say, hey, well, actually, yeah, this makes sense. You know, plotting the points and not just assuming somebody got lucky or they were in the right place. You know, going all the way back and tracing what led to them, you know, to this moment, right? What made this possible? And it's the fact that, you know, hey, Jessica was willing to take a risk on things that most people don't want to. And this might even run contrary to most of the stuff, you know, you hear me saying is like, hey, don't, you know, uh, make sure you know what the commission of the of the policy is before you jump in and start marketing to, uh, you know, whatever it is, right? Like, make sure you, your numbers are going to lead you to a place that makes sense. And you know, that might be bad advice. I mean, that's 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 the safe play. You're, you're, you're looking at things. I mean, I think it's smart in some capacity, but let's put it this way. You might be ignoring a risk on a type of business or a niche that you have a gut feeling on, a hunch that, hey, I think this is going to turn into something. And that's where it becomes your ability to kind of look into the future, do a little projecting and, and kind of say, I see that this thing is going to be here or there or whatever, right? Taking the risk and being confident enough in what you're doing to be right is what's ultimately going to earn you that reward. If you're not willing to do it, then there's no way that you will ever earn that extra reward. Just, you know, I always kind of say like one of the few things that I've been right about in my life is, you know, five, six years ago, I said, Hey, I think video is going to be a thing, right? I think that's going to be important. And I just did videos with all of my stuff. And it's paying off for me, you know, even to today, right? Just people continue to watch them and find them and that's it, right? It's not a magic trick. It's not a secret. It's just, hey, you know, I started a little bit earlier and I saw something and I saw the potential in something. I took a risk. I invested the time, the money, and the, you know, the effort into making that a reality. And much like Jessica took taking that risk, that's the kind of thing that you got to do. You got to look for what you can see, you know, what, what can you see that other people can't? That's a better question to ask yourself. You know, what do you kind of see that nobody else does? And you kind of feel like you're crazy because you're asking people, do you see this? Like, it looks so obvious. It's like somebody's just calling out to you. It's like, hey, hey guys, look at me over here because this is going to be awesome. And nobody sees it and you're the only one that sees it. And that's, you know, that's probably a good sign. But obviously, you know, Jessica's just, you know, rolling in, rolling in her business over here doing her corporate taxes. Why in the world did she want to get into insurance then? I decided my daughter, you know, is going to be going off to college. And I knew this, you know, obviously I kind of was going, okay, what am I going to do with my life when my kid's gone, you know, and she's my only child. I decided that 
I was either going to go back and finish my MBA or I was going to go back and go to law school And I, because I always had wanted to be a lawyer growing up. And I spent one semester in law school. I got my paralegal and I decided that it was just such a negative atmosphere. And that wasn't really something I wanted to go into after seeing it for what it really was. And so I said, you know what, I'm not going to invest a couple of years of law school in law school, end up hating my job. And then I don't really have, you know, the business degree that I need to go work somewhere else. So I talked to a few people and, you know, everyone said, hey, why don't you you know, why don't you finish your MBA? You can finish your MBA online. And I thought, really? Well, that's fantastic. So I researched a few schools and ended up getting my master or my master's um, through Colorado State. When we did our thesis, they, I mean, they push you in the MBA program really to be entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. I mean, really start your business, run a business, be a manager. And I love the legal aspect of insurance. I love it. And I love helping people. So I thought, you know what, that could be a good industry for me. There we have it. It's the coalescing of those industries that really attracted Jessica to insurance. She was already in accounting. She liked the finance of that, and she kind of had you know hints of possibly you know transitioning into finance, but not really. She kind of wanted to be done with it. And oh, by the way, she was really interested in, in law, and she really enjoys the legal aspect of insurance. And you put those two things together, insurance is kind of, again, a poor man's version of both of those things. And hey, if you put them together, it's kind of a lot of fun. It's that intersection that really sparked Jessica's interest. And she had already kind of played in a semi-adjacent industry. It was, they were neighbors in the same neighborhood. I, we're kind of, like, we'd be cousins, right? Like, it, you know, if, if we were going to a wedding, we, we would invite accounting to an, you know our wedding as insurance agents, right? Like we're that we're close enough related, right? The thing that's a thing we'd do that. So you know she's just uh, you know she had a kind of a plan, but it didn't really work out the way that she thought it was going to because the things that she thought she really wanted to do ended up not being all that satisfying. And you know again, much like probably every single person, your story, everyone's person, everyone's story that I've ever heard that you know tells their story about insurance. The first time you hear like, hey, why don't you sell insurance? Like, man, I don't, I'm not that desperate. Like, do I look like that type of person? Like that says more about me than I think it needs to, that you're even suggesting that I sell insurance. And that's, you know, probably why it was never maybe on Jessica's radar is until she got into that, uh, I believe, MBA program that, you know, they did their thesis and they were, you know, she kind of stumbled into much like most of us do or forced into or, or dragged in by, you know, bloodlines or whatever it is, right? Uh, we all find our way here one way or another. And it's like, hey, wait, this is kind of cool. And it actually works. And I'm actually, oh, wait a second. I can actually go back to these people that I've been doing business with for decades in some capacity. And I could say, hey, guess what? Um, you know, all that stuff I was good at. Well, I'm good at this now, too. And would you like me to help you? Um, again, no shortcuts, nothing really special about it. I'm not meaning that, Jessica. I mean, you know, again, she just, I mean, she took the risks, right? She said, yes, I, I want to, I'm, I'm open for a risk. That was one of the first challenges that she had. She passed. She said, yes, I'm going to take a risk and it worked out. And from there on, she's just kind of continued to, you know, lead one thing after another. And I think sometimes we want that and we want the ending of our story to happen at the beginning. We don't really want to go through the entire two hour movie to, to, you know, see what our ending is. And, and it's that, uh, you know, I was listening to, I, I did a, 
I did a podcast before this uh, called Fearlessly Questioning back in the day. And I had uh, one of our fellow industry uh, stalwarts. That's, I don't like that word, but I'm using it because I don't have anything else. Ryan Hanley on, and we were talking about action versus perfection. And, and, and one of the things that he said uh, during that interview was, uh, you know, the, the fact that it's going to take you, you know, two years to get where you are and not six months. You know, that's the frustrating part. That's the hard thing. Again, especially for all you new agents, uh, you know, two years is, is, is probably pretty generous. Um, you know, it's always going to take you longer than you think. And having the ability to stay with something long enough for it to work. So you actually are able to acquire enough pieces to build that secret weapon. You never knew you had. I kind of have like a potentially could be legitimately serious problem on my hands. And that is, <laughs> all right, not like that. My son has decided that he's really into trying to scare me like all the time. And I'm just worried that as a result of getting scared that I might physically harm him in some capacity because he's getting really good at it. And it's, and it's getting to the point where um, yeah, it's just I'm having like four or five heart attacks every day because he's around every corner behind every door. And I don't know where it came from. I don't know where he got this idea that, hey, it's fun to uh, scare your dad. And he doesn't do it to my wife as much. doesn't do his sister. She doesn't like that very much either. Uh, but uh, I'm afraid that I'm just going to accidentally knock him down the stairs one time. And then I'm going to be in handcuffs. And I don't know if anybody else's kids have gone through a similar phase. I mean, I could just be like the mean dad, like, and say, don't do that. I do like to, however, I'm a little bit harder on him now. Like, like I used to kind of let him, you know, do it before he got good at it. And, um, and I say, now I'm calling him out. Like if I just even like think I see him around, I'm just yelling for his name. I'm, I'm just calling him out. So I don't have to want to get scared. Um, and so he's, he's really up in his game. Maybe that's causing the extreme evolution in his uh, ninja-like abilities, I don't know. I mean, he's a pretty thick kid. I'm not like thick. I mean, he's, you know, he's not like a, a, a dainty little child. I mean, he's got some mass to him, so he's, he's light-footed for, uh, for that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, any, any suggestions on how to um, get one step ahead of him? Because it's happening too much now, and it's, and it's stressing me out a little bit. I don't want to, again, like I said, I don't want bad to happen. So I, I gotta, I like reserving myself. I gotta like strap bungee cords around myself when I'm walking around the house. So I just kind of just take it. I don't know. Anyways, if you are tired of being terrified of your agency and what's around every new corner, well, then, hey, head on over to growlab2017.com because that's the place where we're all going to go to make sure that we don't really have anything to be afraid of anymore. At least we know what's coming. Whether or not we want to be afraid of it, that's our choice, but we'll know what's coming. October 24th, 25th, Charlotte, North Carolina. Down to a few spots left. So, of course, if you are looking to get there, please uh, consider uh, reaching out. A couple of special invites out there that I'm waiting to see who's coming. Uh, would love to finish up and, and just knock this registration out here in the next uh, month or two and have that, that, that roster set. And uh, we would love to have you there. Even if you have any questions. You know, if you're not sure about what's going on, you want to know a little bit more about it, just email me, joygrowprogram.com. Obviously, a lot of information on growlab2017.com, but I uh, would love to see you there. 